this episode, we talk about the historical lows that the oil industry is currently facing. For the first time ever, the price of oil dipped into the negatives. Basically what that means is that if I am selling oil and you are buying it, I am paying you to take it off of my hands. From Yahoo Finance, this is A World Interrupted. I'm Alex Sugg. Stephanie Simkos is a writer for Yahoo Finance, and she'll be helping us with today's episode. This week, the story is all about oil. Oil is everywhere that I'm seeing, and we're, we're hearing a lot about it through our Yahoo Finance coverage and just the stock market. Everything is going crazy because of oil. Maybe just give me a rundown. What is happening with oil and crude oil this week? Just give me the story. It is a very bizarre story for sure. For the first time ever, the price of oil dipped into the negatives. Basically, what that means is that if I am selling oil and you are buying it, I am paying you to take it off of my hands. So mm. that is where we are right now. That is why this is such a huge deal because this has never happened before. And it has a lot of you know ripple effects through oil, crude oil, and then how it makes its journey from, you know, the crude oil in the oceans and in the oil fields all the way to your Shell or BP station. Gotcha. Okay. So what you're telling me is I can take my minivan over to the Shell station and they're just, they're going to give me money to fill up, right? Not exactly. (laughs) Yeah. They won't pay you to fill up. That We won't get there. Gotcha. But gas won't ever become free. But it is very cheap right now. And it is alarming some experts on how cheap it is. Okay. what When you say it's alarming them, is it just people who are invested in the, the economy of oil that are lo- missing out, basically? Like, why is that the big deal? So talking to experts on oil and gasoline, what they told me is that all of their forecasted models of where the average national price will be for gasoline, right now we're below that. We're we're under their predictions and they think that gas will continue to drop. It might even struggle to hit $2 a gallon this summer nationally. Wow, wow. that is a huge drop. Right. So I'm curious so that, you know... There's the obvious, like the massive oil companies and they're feeling the pain of this big time. But then I think of, you know, gas stations and there are still local gas stations out there. But going down all the way to where, you know, you're the person buying the gas at a gas station. How does it affect gas stations now for the average consumer? Like how the I mean, I know the prices will be cheaper. Are gas stations going to be run out of business because of this? How are they managing the this? It's kind of a paradox, right? Gas is so cheap. I mean, just for, you know, to give some numbers to this. So, okay, so today that we're recording this, it is Wednesday, April 22nd, and the national average for regular unleaded is $1.80. And I know that some states, people tweet me and say, my, you know, gas is cheaper here in X state, mine's more expensive. That's why it's the national average. And that number comes from AAA. And then compared to this time, Last year, gas was a little bit more than $2.80 a gallon. So we're under a dollar from where we were last year, Mm. which is huge. And, you know, we're all under 
shelter in place, mandatory stay at home, except for essential workers. So experts tell me that demand is down something like 50 to 70% in some areas for gasoline. So gas stations are selling less, but margins are two to three times what they normally are. Okay, so just to break that, maybe simplify that, essentially a gas station is getting their gas two to three times cheaper than yes. they normally would. So they're they're staying afloat because they're getting a great deal on the on the gas that they're selling us even though the demand to buy gas is much lower than it normally would be because less people are driving. So gas stations stations are holding up. They're doing okay in this. Yeah. I mean, I can't say that I can't speak to that, but they're not passing along the savings to American motorists. I think that they're just a little reticent to drop those prices because, you know, no one knows what the future holds, let alone a gas station attendant to anyone else. So, or a gas station owner, I should say, to anyone else. Gotcha. That makes sense. So I'm curious how they come to those prices. How is gas priced where it is to where it's fair? And how does that work for gas? So the price that's advertised at your local gas station, you know, the price on that board, it is so much more than the price of crude oil. The price of the price of crude oil makes up about 50 to 60% of that. The other half, the other 40%, that really comes from the refinery because, you know, we take oil out of the ground and we have to refine it into gasoline and then we have to transport it and then store it and then remind me to come back to storage in a minute. But we transport it, we store it, and then it all the its journey all the way from deep in the earth to your local gas station, the consumer has to pay for that. Gotcha. So it's just expenses, business expense, essentially. Yeah. All these different stops along the way for the product to get into your vehicle, essentially. Right. There's a lot of wide variability in that, too. Sorry, I cut you off. There's a lot of wide variability in that, too, is what my experts tell me. And that is just the fact that we have so many different gas stations. I mean, you can go to a BP, you can go to a Shell, you can go to a Sunoco. I can keep going. But that's kind of how the, the market is set up for Uh, gasoline. Gotcha. You mentioned storage. Yes. What's going on with storage? Well, there's no place to put gas anymore. You know, like I told you, demand is down 50 to 70% in some areas. There is no place to put more gas. No one is using it. And there's, we're running out of room for it. That's, Mm. it's really what's happening. So The price that you see advertised at your local gas station, we've already discussed that 50 to 60% of that price is the price of crude oil. What experts tell me now is that the calculus of what determines that gasoline price is about to shift. And that's because demand is so low and there is such a high supply and the gasoline storage containers are at or near capacity. And it's not like we can just put gasoline and store it anywhere. You know, it needs to be stored in a special way. You know, there are a lot of environmental laws around where we can store gasoline. And those containers are near capacity because no one is, we're not consuming the amount of gas that we normally would. People aren't driving to work, all of the above. Right. And I think that leads me to my next question, which is, 
we're, you know, mid-April now. We're heading into the summer months when, you know, demand for gasoline is normally at an all-time high, or at least throughout the year, it's at its highest point normally. So what does this look like, you know, going into the summer months and throughout the year? What are prices, you know, what are people expecting prices to look like during when we hit these months that are supposed to be, you know, uh, booming business for the oil and gas industry? Yeah, experts don't think that these prices are done falling. Most states could see prices under a dollar a gallon. And, you know, prices might even struggle to hit $2 a gallon this summer. And that's typically known as driving season, right? You just said it. You know, people are taking road trips, they're taking vacations, they're going places. And we don't think that that'll happen this mm-hmm. summer. Right. I mean this kind of jokingly, but also kind of uh, as a real potential suggestion. Is it a good time as a consumer to just go buy a ton of gas, you know, like fill up a ton of jugs and have them or however people would be able to store that? Is it a good time to like load up on gas because it's so cheap? Definitely not. Experts warn against that. It is a terrible, terrible idea because All that it does is just essentially moves gasoline from one storage capacity to someone's tank uh, instead of the station. And it doesn't address the problem or the cause, which is weakened demand. So it's basically just moving it from point A to point B, and your car will likely sit idle. You know, your car, your boat, your snowmobile, your golf cart, anything that's gasoline powered will just sit there. Because, you know, joyriding and visiting others and traveling for vacation, those are all still violations of stay at home and shelter in place mandates in most states. So cars should really continue to remain idle unless you are a person, an essential worker that is commuting by car every day, twice a day to and from work. Right. That's actually a really good point. It's kind of funny to you know, you and I did a podcast early, one of our first podcasts for a world interrupted about, you know, toilet paper during the coronavirus pandemic, just stocking up on this thing that you don't necessarily need to. It's more of a fear or an anxiety driven decision to go stock up on this thing rather than practical. And it is true to think it's kind of funny to go buy a ton of, you know, jugs of gasoline just for it to sit there. You're not going to use it any sooner because you're not driving any sooner. You know what I mean? So right. that's actually a great point. Well, this is actually kind of the inverse problem because whereas that podcast, we talked about how toilet paper was high in demand and low in supply. Now, this is the inverse. This is high in supply and low in demand. So, you know, you might think that you can single-handedly stimulate this industry, but you really can't. Right. So, I mean, with that in mind, maybe to close our conversation, I guess, you know, the coronavirus has had so many effects in so many ways on everything in our day-to-day life, but especially our economy. And so now, is there is there a world where things go back to normal with oil prices? Or do, do experts believe that there are going to be lasting changes from this crash that might move forward into the future from the virus? Definitely lasting ripple effects. You know, we're all working from home right now. And maybe some people that were kind of forced into this temporary work from home situation, maybe it's working out really, really well. And maybe that's going to take over. Maybe what was once temporary will now be permanent. So people that owned cars 
you know, maybe the car will sit there a little bit longer or we'll go to an office, you know, three days a week or two days a week. There's the, the usage will be less. Right. Um, it's really what they're, what they're thinking. And as for the need to, for people to go out and, you know, I got to get a bunch of gas cause it's really cheap right now. That's true, but the cheap gas prices are not going to go away. They're going to stick around for a while. So there's no big deal or, you know, that anyone's going to miss out on. Gas is still going to be cheap for a while. Right. It's good to not think of it as like a, you know, Black Friday sale or you have this one opportunity to go, you know, stock up on this thing. It's like, no, prices are just low for the foreseeable future. So you don't have to be as concerned about going to get a ton right now. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we'll keep uh, our eyes on the oil and gas space. Stephanie Simcoe, thanks for being on the podcast today. Thank you, Alex. Great to talk with you. Thank you for listening to A World Interrupted from Yahoo Finance. For more coverage on the coronavirus and its economic impact, Make sure to watch our Bell to Bell live programming throughout the day. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and review there. In the meantime, stay safe, take care of yourself, and we'll get through this.